Welcome back to the Neighborhood Podcast. I hope you're well. I hope that you're safe. And I hope that you're having a good cup of coffee right now. Or an iced coffee. Or, I don't know. Whatever you're drinking right now, I hope it's good. It's been a while, but we're back. We're going to be more consistent this season. This is season two, by the way. I know I only posted like three times last season, but it is what it is. We're moving on, and we're, we're, we're leveling up, as Beyonce would say. I have a few announcements and a few updates, and then I'm going to share a story or a poem or some song lyrics. I don't know yet. But without further ado, or however you say that, because that's definitely not how you say it, my first announcement is if you haven't noticed already, I bought a mic. I also bought a new computer uh, for school. But, I mean, I'm using it to record and stuff. So that'll be helpful for sure. My second announcement is that if you, person listening, are interested in helping me out with the podcast, I will gladly be taking DMs with, you know, just, hey, Vicks. Or, hey, Victor Antrax, I want to I help you out with your podcast. 99.999%, I'm going to say yes. So, DM me if you're interested. I'm not going to be so like strict on when I record and stuff like that. It's, it's just going to be once a month. Um... Whenever, whatever day that I'm most free or if I have a day off or something like that, I'm probably going to record that day. So if you're free for like two hours out of the entire month, let me know if you can help me out. Preferably if you have a laptop so that you can, or if, I mean, I guess even a phone so you can search things up for me or not for me. I don't, here's the thing. If you guys have watched Joe Rogan, he has a guy that searches things up for him. His name's Jamie. And there's a bunch of videos on YouTube that are like, Joe Rogan goes off on Jamie, stuff like that. And it's like, Joe Rogan can do that because he's Joe Rogan and he got like rep and stuff like that. But I don't. So there's no like employer-employee relationship here. Like there is over at the Joe Rogan podcast. No shade to Joe Rogan if you ever listen to this. But it is what it is. It's just two, hopefully, friends. If not, I mean, hopefully new friends. Talking about certain topics. Or maybe even sometimes just kind of like, what? Is, how do you say it? Like ramble? I was going to say babble. I don't know why. Maybe it is. But no, I don't think it is ramble um so yeah if you're interested dm me or text me two hours out of the entire month 
if I had somebody with me right now, I'd ask them, hey, can you look up how many hours are in a month? And then they'd look it up. They'd type away. And then they'd say, oh, there's this many hours in a month. And I'd say, well, only two hours out of however many hours are in a month. Catch my drift? That would have been so cool if I had that. But I don't. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you're interested, let me know. I would really appreciate it. I still want to interview friends and neighbors and all that. But I think it would just be helpful if I had somebody else here. Because it, it is kind of awkward just recording by yourself. I can't tell you how many times I've recorded this episode already. I'm not even lying. It's probably been 30 takes. It's no joke. I wish I was kidding. But we're here. And, and we're happy that we're doing this. So, yeah. Text me. DM me. Whatever. Do what you got to do. But please, if you're interested, let me know. My second announcement, or that that was my second announcement. So I'm good. So now we can move on to my updates. Um, this is Labor Day weekend. So, hey, be safe. Be smart. Like, don't, don't go to that party or that barbecue that has, like, 30 other people that are going to go. It's just not... Just not smart, you know? We've all... I'm sure we've all got that COVID scare already, you know? if And if you haven't, God bless your soul. But it's just... There's, there's things that are worth... You know? Just, just know when it's worth it and when it's not. That's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If you're just going to hang out with people that you could easily or that you easily see, you know, every other day, then just chill out this weekend. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if after this weekend, I'm almost certain that after this weekend, COVID cases are going to go back up, especially because everything just opened up on Monday. So just be safe. Wear your mask. And don't judge your friends for wearing their mask. Please don't. Like, that's... Come on, dude. What are you doing? And if you have friends that don't like to wear their masks, then, you know, just respect their wishes, but just make sure that they respect yours as well by keeping their distance. You know, if you don't want to wear a mask, then, you know, back up a bit. But... Anyways, do any of you guys think that's fake? COVID's fake? A lot of people that I know think it's fake. And, I mean, it's definitely not. I can tell you that. I mean, you can try to argue with me or, or try to try to show me why you think it is. But, I mean, it's definitely not. Now, the... Whether it is what they say it is on the news, that's a different story. You know, it's it's definitely real, whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what that exactly looks like, what that exactly is, what this virus is, but I know that it's definitely true. 
So I guess this is kind of just going to segue into what I wanted to talk about today is the story. This story is about how everyone on my dad's side of the family got COVID except for four people, four people out of 20. So it was my grandma's birthday last month on July 26th and we thought it would be she wanted to see her kids she hasn't seen them in 10 years around there and she really wanted to see them despite everything that's going on and after two months maybe of thinking about it and talking it over with uncles and aunts we decided that we we would make it happen for her under one condition that we would get tested a month before three weeks before two weeks before and the week of her coming over because she's older and you know we didn't want to we don't want to get her sick because, you know, that's wouldn't have been good. So my dad goes to Mexico and he's he's um, he's with them there for a couple of days. And the plan is that I'm going to show up and I'm going to I'm going to pick them up and we're going to come back and drive up to San Jose or I guess it's Aptos. Santa Cruz and they're they're going to be able to see their kids that they haven't seen in 10 years and it's going to be a great a great day full of I don't know just love and happiness and so we, we did that we did exactly that everyone was good everyone got tested, everybody was feeling good, everyone was taking their precautions. I go to Mexico, so I get off work on a Thursday, yeah, on a Thursday night, around like five, yeah, I got off at five, came home, showered, I ate, and I just threw in a change of clothes in, in a backpack and I went over to the cross-border express because my flight left at 11, yeah, 11 p.m. And sorry, I got a text. Alright, we're back. So, my flight left at 11. I got to the airport around 10. And it's a two-hour flight to my hometown in Michoacan. Indaparapeo, Michoacan. 
And so this this entire flight, I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, you know, we're going to pick up grandpa and grandma and, you know, we're going to bring them back and it's going to be a great thing. I was praying, like, God, please, like, whatever just happens, please don't, don't let them, you know, get exposed and please keep them safe and keep us all safe. And we, we get here. Well, I land over there, so there's a two-hour difference. I land at 5 a.m. over there. My uncle picks me up. He takes me to, to my other grandparents' house um, on my mom's side. I say hi to them. I hang out with them for a while. I drink a cup of coffee and eat some bread, some pan dulce. And around 8 o'clock, I head back to um, where my dad's at. I help him at, well, at my other grandparents' house. So my dad's, my dad's parents are named Carolina and Florentino. So I, I head over to, to their house. And we're on our way to the airport. I brought them a little mask so that they're safe. And I brought hand sanitizer with me so that I can give them some every time we, you know, go into a different room or a different or around different people. We get on the plane. This is now Friday, Friday morning. Get on the plane and we land back here in at the CBX at 1, 1 p.m., around 1 p.m. My brother picks us up. We get home. Everyone's tired. And, you know, we shower, we eat, and we tell them, hey, you want to get some rest tonight because tomorrow we're, we're leaving at 6 in the morning to go see, you know, our your kids. And they're all excited and they're like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, I'll go to sleep right now. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so excited. They're super excited. It was super cute to see them get excited. Saturday, 6 a.m., we we leave. We get to Santa Cruz around. It was a seven-hour drive around there. So, I don't know, whatever, seven hours. I guess it was like 1 o'clock when we got there and on the way up one of our uncles lets us know like hey my wife is actually going to be coming and we were kind of thrown off because we were like whoa like what like I mean did she get tested like is she good like is she going to you know and he says, well, she's in Vegas right now, and I'm going to pick her up in a couple hours from the San Jose airport. And she's going to be, you know, she's going to she's gonna come, come hang out with us. And right away, I was like, no, like, dude, what? Like, she went to Vegas? Like, really? Anyways. 
She went to Vegas. And she was going to fly to San Jose. And my uncle was going to pick her up. We get to, to my uncle's house in Aptos. And we're having a great time. My grandparents are happy. They're crying because they haven't seen their kid in so long. And they're just happy to be with them. Second day that we're there, my uncle's wife gets there. And you kind of notice that she's like bothered or annoyed or she just doesn't look like she's happy to be there. The entire time she's, you know, she's like sniffing like she has boogers or water coming out her nose. And so it's like, man, like, lady, I swear, man, if uh, I hope you're not sick. I really hope you're not sick. We have a great weekend. Everyone has a great time. And they're my grandparents are going to stay up there. So we come back and my grandpa was like, oh, so we're going back to Mexico now? And I was like, no, you're going to stay here with with your kids for another week and we'll come back and get you in a week. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, er, all right, I guess. A little backstory. I guess this is kind of important to mention. Before this week, my grandpa was a very rough person towards towards his grandchildren, towards his kids. He was an alcoholic and so that kind of forced my dad to my dad's the he's not the oldest, he's the second oldest. Kind of forced my dad to start working at a young age to help out my grandma, stuff like that and didn't really have a great childhood. He resented my mom because when my parents got married, my dad stopped helping them out financially because he said he needed to take care of his family. He would still send money when he could. He would still help out when he could, but for the first couple of years, it, it was a little tough. So, so he wasn't helping out as much as he used to. And so my my grand my grandfather resented my mom for that, and every chance he could, he would he would remind her like she was the reason why X Y and Z. And so that kind of made me like you you know you never wanna you never wanna hear somebody talk bad about your mom, like that's just not a good feeling. And so leading up to to this trip, I kind of put it in my head like he's probably going to say something that you're not going to like so just be patient be calm think things through before you, you say something and he actually surprised the hell out of me because he not once did he, he say something rude or, or mean to my mom or my sister 
anybody. Instead, it was kind of crazy. This is the first time ever in my whole 22 years of life that I've gotten a compliment from my grandpa. And so right away I was, I was, I knew, I knew that this time was going to be different. I was like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, maybe because he's getting older, he's kind of just, he wants to, to make things better, you know, with his kids and his grandkids. And so this weekend was, was a lot better than any other week that I've spent with him or month or however long that I've spent with him and and I really I really liked it I it was crazy it was a crazy feeling because I felt like I never really had that close like buddy relationship with my grandpa it was more more of a of, of a grandpa grandson relationship but this weekend we were like friends you know so that that was pretty cool and and so that weekend goes by we tell him we're going to pick him up in a week and a week later or 3 days later we get a call from my uncle's hus- uh uncle's wife and she tells us hey I'm sorry, but I got tested and I got COVID. I'm so sorry. And we were like, you're sorry, but like, what? Like, why are you saying sorry for, you know? Like, did you know that you were sick? And that's all she said. She said she was sorry. A couple of days after that, we all got, we went to go, we all got, we all went to go get tested so we were anxiously waiting for the test results to come back and we get a call from one of my aunts she tested positive another call my uncle tested positive his kids tested positive so now we're hearing all these positive results and we're 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 still waiting on ours and and we kind of we're just we kind of already know what the answer is going to be, right? My brother and my sister get theirs back. They get a phone call, actually. And it's somebody from the county saying, like, hey, your test results came back positive. And we want to have a, a follow-up appointment with you guys in two weeks. But for now, you guys need to stay quarantined away from everybody. If you guys live with your family, you guys need to be in separate rooms at all times. You can't leave the room. So they did. They did exactly that. My sister, she has her own room anyways. So she she would just lock herself in there. We gave her a little fridge and, you know, they used uh, one of the bathrooms. I shared a room with my brother. And so the day I found out they went to go get tested, I moved my bed out into the living room and I was just kind of sleeping on the living room floor for about three weeks. About a week and a half after the gathering, we get a call from one of our aunts and she says that my grandpa's sick, that both my grandparents are sick. 
my grand my grandpa's a little worse. He has diabetes, and he has uh, kidney failure. So, it was it wasn't looking that great for my grandpa. The day after they called us, they took him to the emergency room because he said he couldn't breathe. And a day after that, he passed away. On August 12th, which just happens to be the day of my mom's birthday. So we're obviously devastated, we're heartbroken. But at the same time, we're, at least me, speaking for myself, I was was feeling a lot of guilt for for just wanting to wanting them to come and I I was carrying that guilt for the last 3 weeks, I guess. I was trying to stay strong because my dad was he was a mess. I had never seen my dad like this before, and so I was trying to be strong for him, for my, you know, for my family, and try to encourage them. Something I, I brought up to them though was that that they wanted to come. I I feel like they wanted to come for a reason, and I'm glad that. This time around, it, you know, my my grandpa got to say goodbye to everybody, all his kids, all his grandchildren. And so we've been doing a lot better now. But, yeah, the first couple of weeks were, were rough for all of us. Um, but I did want to mention that, that guilt that I was sort of carrying so for those first two weeks it was I was just very guilty of of wanting to make this happen and doing everything I could and I got texts from from cousins and mostly my cousins saying they shouldn't have came like this shouldn't have happened they were they were comfortable at home they're minding their business they shouldn't have came and I hadn't talked to my grandma since that happened mostly because I knew that I was going to break down if I did but last Sunday I got to talk to her and yeah it was tough so she she ended up getting COVID as well. Um, They didn't take her to the hospital because my aunts thought that if they did take her to the hospital, it wouldn't look good. The outcome wasn't going to be good. And so they kept her home. They took care of her. They helped her fight the fevers that she was having. They gave her medicine. And thankfully now she's, she's fine. She's walking. She's talking, laughing. But now, now she has to process the death of her husband, right? 
And so when I talked to her, she told me, I asked her, I was like, how, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I kept saying, I'm sorry. And she told me, she said, it's not, it's not anybody's fault, despite what happened. And she has, she has a phrase that ever since I can remember, she loves saying. She says, el hubiera ya no existe. And if you don't speak Spanish, in English that means, that translates to the I should-haves don't exist. So she told me that, and she said, hey, we wanted to come. We wanted to see our kids. We want to see you guys. Like, this isn't your fault. This isn't anybody's fault. You guys did everything that you could to keep us safe. And doesn't, what happened wasn't your fault. And I really needed to hear that because I, I was really, it was, I was being hard on myself. And I guess just hearing her voice made me made me feel better. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I'm still not feeling that great, but she definitely made me feel better and she made me realize that that my grandpa knew, you know, he knew that this might be the last time he gets to see his kids. And he wanted to, he wanted to take that chance. I know it probably, it, it, I mean, I know it definitely wasn't the best decision to bring him, but I guess she kind of just, uh, she gave me that reassurance that, that it was their decision too, that they easily could have said no. And I know you might be thinking like, well, you guys as the younger and more informed people should have said, and I know, I think about that all the time. I think about that every day. But I guess like my grandma says, el hubiera ya no existe. So I'm thankful that my family's doing better now and we're all starting to to really process everything that happened. I'm going to pick up my grandma in a week she has a doctor's appointment on friday so hopefully after this friday um we can go pick her up she'll be with us for for a while and then we'll fly back to mexico and stay with her there for a while as well the reason i share this was not to make you guys feel bad or I don't know. I just want to let you guys know that even if it doesn't affect us. So my brother and my sister, they were sick and they felt like crap for about a week and a half. And they're fine now. They recovered and they're healthy. My brother's 25 and my sister's 18. So I know a lot of people in that age group are the ones that are more willing to go out 
I'm not saying live in fear of this pandemic or of this virus, but definitely just understand that even if it doesn't affect us, we should we should try to consider the people that it is going to affect that we have in our lives. So just just think about that when you know the next time you want to you want to go out and make exceptions, you know, like oh it's just this one time that I'm going to this one event, you know. I know everything opened up on Monday, but I don't know, man. I, I don't think the virus just disappeared like that, so or whatever this is. Like I said, I don't I don't necessarily know what this is. I just know that it's real. So, I just that's kind of my ask from you guys, the listeners, is to just be safe and be mindful of others. Even if you don't think it's real or if you don't quite believe that it could affect your family, just know that you you don't you're not really in control. You don't know you don't know what can happen today or tomorrow. Nothing's promised. So So yeah. I'm going to read this quote by Bell Hooks. And then I'm going to read some song lyrics. So Bell Hooks, she is an activist. She is an American author. She is an icon for many and a role model to a lot of people. I guess that's the same thing, right? But I read this quote the other day and it really made me Sorry, I didn't mean for that to be like <laughs> dramatic. I'm just trying to search this up. It made me it struck me because I guess I was just going through something similar at the time when I read it. And so I just want to share it with you guys because I feel like it could be helpful in some way. Maybe you guys are feeling uh, a shame for not going out right now, or maybe you guys just are doing your own thing and trying to find yourself or... I don't know, uh, but I, I just hope this, this helps in any way. So her quote says, Knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. And that's something that I've I've kind of been learning um, these last couple weeks or I mean these last months really ever since I started working two jobs again I, I haven't really had time for anything and I've been very busy with work school family so I've been by myself for you know a pretty long time I, I saw my friends this last weekend which was awesome and I definitely needed it it was 
It was very therapeutic. But I also think that maybe in the past I would kind of use hanging out with my friends as a as a means of escape like this quote like bell hooks says as a means of escape to um dealing with this with you know my parents my grandparents whatever let me just go hang out with my friends and forget about it i know sometimes maybe that's that's what's best but definitely not all the time definitely most times you need to confront your issues and your burdens head on because that's the only way you'll you'll overcome them you know I don't know if that makes sense but I just really resonated with that and I hope that you do too now these lyrics that I'm going to share are from a song by Tyler Children Childers it's not Children's Childers it's called Lady May. I heard it on the radio a couple of days ago. And I was like blown away because I was like, man, I don't know if it's just because of everything that's going on. But this is ha- this has to be the most wonderful song that I've heard in a really long time. And I listened to it on loop for like, I can't even tell you how many days. Like the last week I've been listening to it on loop. And I watched the YouTube video where he performs it live, and and he's from the South, you know, and so he he talks real, like, you know, Southern, I guess. And he goes, this is for my lady. It's called Lady May. (laughs) So this is a song called Lady May by Tyler Childers. uh, Yeah, however you say the last name. I wish I could sing so I could sing this to you guys, but whenever you have time, look it up. It's a really good song. It goes, I'm a stone's throw from the mill, and I'm a good walk to the river. When my working day is over, we'll go swim our cares away. Put your toes down in the water and a smile across your face. And tell me that you love me, lady, lovely Lady May. Now I ain't the sharpest chisel that your hands have ever held, but darling, I can love you well, to the roll is called on high. I've seen my share of trouble, and I've held my weight in shame, but I'm baptized in your name, lovely Lady May. Lord, the wind can leave you shivering as it waltzes or it leaves. It's been rushing through my timber until your love brought on a spring now the mountains they're all they're all blushing and they don't know what to say except the good long line of praises for my lovely lady may now i ain't the toughest hickory that your axe has ever failed but i'm a hickory just as well i'm a hickory all the same I came crashing through the forest as you cut my roots away and I fell a good long ways for my lovely Lady May. Yeah, this song was just 
incredible. So if you have the time, check it out. Look it up. Look up the live version. It's a lot. I think it's a lot better than the radio version. But yeah, hopefully that song made you smile or made you think of someone special. And if you did think of that someone special, send them a text and be like, hey, you're awesome. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm probably not going to edit this because that's no fun. So just bear with the pauses and the stuttering and the responding to text and all this. I promise you it's going to get better. Every time that we record a new episode, it'll be better. I promise you. So thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.